Coming up on this week's cheap show, Eli has some Silverman's platters to share. And in a noodle pot mini blitz, we've got a much requested and much desired Nissen Cup noodle to test on the show. That's all coming up today. And also, why has Paul got wet feet? And why is it so cold in here? And how does Eli get a punch in the face? Find out this week on Cheap Show. I think we can just call it a day right there, Paul. I would like to. Please <laughs> let us do that right now. That's Paul, all we've got time for this week. Yeah. The noodle was good. The records were shit. He threatened me with violence. Fuck off. All coming up on this no, week's cheap no, show. I won't accept this from you. What that you was really bad. The cold open has ba, to be a ba, thing. Ba, 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 yeah, ba, ba, that didn't work. That's it the, didn't the, work. the new sting, isn't it? Doesn't it doesn't work. makes it dynamic. It's just you doing a fucking thing again. It's dynamic. I don't want this. I don't... <laughs> fucking hell, all right. <laughs> don't make this happen, Paul. Please, let's just do the... Por- the all, in all the pork series, open? The, the pork... <laughs> what's that? The pork... What's the pork opening like? God, I just one Is moment... Is it pig sex? One moment ago, I was like, yeah, doing cheap <laughs> show. And then you did the bibbity-bibbity, and I'm just like, I can't... With every little fucking triplet your mouth made, I fucking will just seeping through the bottom of this sofa... Oh, God, Paul's doing a fucking thing. Bibbidi, bibbidi, fuck Later on on the show, find out what a pork open is. Because <laughs> I'm going to find out. Uh, it'll be, I'll tell you what it'll be. I'll tell you what it'll be. <laughs> yeah, go on. Someone fucking a pork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will Paul, be. we really need to do this this cold open better. I'll slap some ointment on it. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Start the show. Start the show. Pork ointment. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles. It's just a fact of cheap show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Welcome to Cheap oh, Show. Doing another <laughs> I am Paul Cannon. And Stop. I am joined with Eli Silverman again. Oh, come on, everybody. Get your cheap chat on the shelf. It's Cheap Show time again. But up doobity bam. Coming up on the show today, Paul Gannon says hello. Hello. Coming up later on the oh, show, I just feel Eli like, has an existential crisis. I don't feel like I have a place in this world anymore. How can I help? Don't do that thing where you sing all the bloody time. But I like it. I can't. I there need, is a song I'm in my un- soul, and I want to let it out like a caged bird. I'm undercaffeinated. Is that what the problem is? Yeah. Majorly. Majorly undercaffeinated. Would well, you want to fix that? Because I've been drinking lots of um, supplements that, uh, that add caffeine to my seed. 
<laughs> no. You know what? No. Uh, yeah. You know what? No. No. It's too what? early for caffeine. So you got what? Are you, no. no. That's actually perked my interest. <laughs> Peaked Stop. it. Peaked my interest. Sorry. Hmm. So what you're saying is, I'm the own tins of perky red. cum. Yeah. It's perky spunk. Yeah. It's it's like a caffeinated spunk drink. Right. Like red. That's Paul. what taurine is. Call yeah. it red Paul. Or something. Red Paul. Yeah. Oh God, we really need to start again. Nah, let's oh, just. Paul, roll I have nothing. I've got no. I'm just sweating and not performing. I don't feel like I'm doing it. Oh, don't worry, mate. Don't worry. I've got your back. I'm, no, I'm you have up. The, I'm picking up what you're putting down this week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good and I'm feeling <laughs> solid. Are you? Yeah. Are you? I don't Why? know. Why? Because I'm looking at you feeling dejected, and that gives me power. I'm generally in a kind of, oh, oh, I'm shaking almost. Right, hello, welcome to Cheap Show. It's the Economy Comedy Podcast where every week Eli has an existential crisis and I go too far with a bad idea comedically. So, um, what have we got? Well, we have got a platter for you this week. Silver's platters, Paul. And we do have a, a very there, special noodle I'm looking segment. forward to that. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to that. Even Nissan Official Cup Noodle Twitter account is looking forward to it because they said excited to hear what you think oh well it's um it's certainly something it's certainly something you've got a smell of it already didn't you yeah it's a strange smell of obviously noodly instantly noodly smell mm. and then overly sweet breakfast american breakfast thing my friend was saying his favorite his favorite smell in the world is when like he eats decks of noodles nissin decks you know rather than the pots and um his favorite smell in the world is when the hot water hits at a nissin yeah. A cake of Nissan noodles, yeah? Yeah. When he pours boiling water onto it. And that's and that burst of he scent He loves that from burst it. of scent. Oh. And you know what I had to say to him? What? You're, you're not making them according to the people's instructions. And then you have that's a bit of a That's not how you make those noodles, yeah. Did you call them out? And he's like, I don't care. And it's just like, well, I can't be friends with you anymore. Blocked on Instagram and Twitter. Well, no? look, he's, he's, he's disregarding what Nissan say they sh- you should do with the noodles. You, True that. You should have boiling water and put it into the boiling water and then simmer it for three minutes. We all know this. We all know this. We all abide by this. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows there's hard and fast rules. And he's like, oh, I love the smell of chucking some hot water on some fucking noodles. Don't do that. No one needs that. That's a smell that no one needs to know. That's a forbidden smell. Right. Shut your fucking stupid fucking mouth. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Where's enough of that? It's now time. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm just coming alive there talking about noodles. I just want to say two quick things, right, before we go any further, before we get on with the show. Okay. First of all, thank you for the tracks that have been coming in. We've had a load come in in the past week for your envision. There are now 20-odd out there for us to whittle down to 10 for the live show in June. So keep sending them in. Keep your tracks short as possible. Two minutes. Two minutes, ideally. A little bit over, not the end of the world. However, send them to thecheapshow at gmail.com as soon as you can please before the 5th of may was the deadline i think it is whatever that friday is anyway got sent an email as well and i want to read it to you now okay this is from someone called sam and they've asked not to have their surname mentioned fair enough hello boys at cheap show hello sam you might remember me from my previous tales from the shop floor stories, Eat Shit McCunts and The Guy Who Shat Himself on a Train. I have not so much a story here as I do a piece of important information. My partner is pregnant with our second child and she wanted a name that had a familial meaning. Sadly, my grandfather recently passed, but before he did, we had the honour of him passing his name down to our son. My grandfather was called Paul. My partner and I chose the other name and that chosen name was Elijah. So my son is to be called Eli Paul surname elijah paul eli paul surname elijah elijah yeah i mean you're not were you christened elijah or eli you're eli yes so they got that wrong 
Sorry, Sam, you fucked it up. Well, he's still probably going to end up being called Eli anyway. Um, so, Eli, you may have battled an unsung war against Paul to get your name first in emails, but you've won the war in getting your name first in Revenants. Well, that is, um, we're both, I think. We, I can speak for both of us here, Paul. This is an honour that we don't deserve. We don't deserve it. That kid does not deserve that legacy. No, I think, I, you know, honestly, I feel like my name is has been a gift to me because it is, mm. it's unusual, but not so unusual that it's difficult to remember. I think it's in that sweet spot yeah. of being slightly unusual, but not really unusual. I mean, do you don't, know? Don't get me wrong. If I had a choice, I would definitely not call my child Paul. It's a very, very common name, Paul, isn't it? Uh, I, but, I just don't like the sound of it. But, you know, whatever. I understand people do like it, but not um, for me. But, Paul, it's one of those names, isn't it? Dave, John, Paul. If someone tells me that's what they're called, I will forget instantly. Yeah. But also, on the other end of that, if they've got a very complicated and strange, unusual name, mm. I forget that instantly as well. Because you just don't want to process it. But a name it. like Eli, you know what I'm getting at here. A name like Eli is, is the, the best name in the world. And I'm the best spot. boy in the world. Aren't you the best boy? Aren't you fucking special? Isn't, isn't it a crime that the world's not recognised you? Basically is, yeah. Isn't it? Mm. Isn't it? Isn't it funny that you never catch on as a thing? Well, I will probably years after I pass away, Paul, and they'll they'll probably build a huge, great big golden statue of me. So what you're saying is if I kill you be, right now, you'll be, I, can, I can milk that you'll be your re- You'll be, well, you'll be remembered as a small rat-like creature <laughs> scurrying, on, scurrying around my legs. Yeah. Underneath the, the heel gannon. of your shoe. See, this is very far into the future when they realise that I'm the wisest human yeah. ever to live, um, and they'll they'll be they'll use cheap show to uh, base their religion on basically, and it will be the last of, last of the the world religions. Yes, and will actually um, facilitate humanity leaving Earth through Catholicism. Could be, I yeah. don't know, because or, I'll be dead. What's more likely is. And you, they're, they're no, your list- no, and you're a rat. No. You're a rat boy. No, you're a little gay rat boy. They will end up building that statue to you. You're right on that. And you'll be a little rat. You'll be a little rat. Yeah. Now you're right. But what will happen is a few years after that's built, they'll find out about the horrible fucking crimes you did. And then you'll be toppled like Saddam's statue, pulled down to the ground or defiled like Jimmy Savile's gravestone. That's your legacy, mate. Don't, don't History's greatest that. fucking monster. And then they'll build, and be- then they'll build a statue to me. The saintly one, the one who was perceived by a rat by the devil god that people ill-judged faith was put into. Ooh, canon, will they say that? Yeah, there'll be hundreds of people that'll be like, ooh, canon. And then I shall rise from the dead and I shall take my followers to the Holy Land. That you're just doing a Jesus? Yeah. Well, that's no good. Anyone can do a Jesus. No one can do a Jesus. I'll do a Jesus. Listen, listen to me. I'll bless the meek. Do you remember the other day? And heal the poor. Do you remember the other day when we were... I haven't finished the letter. Oh, fucking... Rest assured, I will be saying, I done a shit in my nappy in the mock Eli voice. Great. I will happily send you evidence in August when my son is born, if you don't believe me. Oh, no, we believe you. Please don't send us pictures of babies. That's weird. No, it's not. I don't like it. You're really doing badly today. Am I? Yes. Fuck off. You <laughs> don't get me angry, Eli. Oh, you won't I like you... me when I'm angry. Oh, I do like you when right. you're angry. Next no, thing. I have no, something to say. You have nothing to say. I weekly. have something. I've weekly, got... you have nothing to say. You interrupted me to finish that email. There was nothing left in that email. 30 seconds saying. to make your point. Go now. 30 seconds. I'm not going to. I will not. You're eating into your time. time. So even make, pr- pe- make your petty points. I won't be time. Or talk about what you wanted to say. Either way, 20 seconds. Oh yeah, he's gonna sit there now. He won't get your little present. I shan't do this podcast. I won't give you your present if you don't make your little point. Ten seconds. 
Oh, no, we, we were saying Uganon yeah. the other day. Yeah. And it reminded me of Muller Fruit Corners, right? Great. And lo and behold... This is going into extra time. Lo and behold, I'm at a bus stop. There's a fucking Muller Corner ad out of nowhere. They're coming back. I tell you what, Paul... And also with this blue Ras thing, which no, is totally thing, intuitive. No, it's I, that thing. No, What's it called? it's me. The, the Bodley Noheim syndrome. Or I've whatever it's got called. no. I've got uh, an, a built-in intuitive ability to like you know for like products and like what's happening in the the culture the capitalist culture like i know when things are ebbing when they're flowing when they're coming back when muller fruit corners like it's fucking coming back they should hire me fucking corporations go eli smell this what do you think that is smell that and i'll go oh weetabix <laughs> You're fucking... <laughs> I'll go, ooh, mate. <laughs> no. I'm a seer. I'm a, I'm a prophet and a seer. <laughs> no. I am. You were fascinated with that. You've let me go no. on forever. No, what was that? Was, am I mentally zoned out? <laughs> I was staring at you and my brain shut down and put the fucking gate up. You're saying Do you want that... your little present or do you want to go on about your stupid fucking point? Are you trying to say that the... You fruit... have a choice right I now. I saw the fruit corner Right thing. now is your choice. Do you want to go on about this Subconsciously earlier. Isn't it called the bodily Moheim syndrome or What's something? What's bodily Moheim? <laughs> I don't know what it's really called, but it's when you see something and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. Yes. But it's just a matter of your brain suddenly picking up on... So that advert was well, probably it's... there for ages. It's and confirmation. It's it. confirmation. Yeah, whatever. But there's a thing for it, isn't it? The Bodley Moheim syndrome or something. Dunning Kruger. No, do you know the Dunning Kruger? Yeah, he kills people in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. No, Dunning Kruger is where people. Twelve eat... minutes. Do you want this present or not? I do want it. Yeah. Just tell me who Dudley I Kruger just... is. Who's Dudley Kruger? <laughs> Dunning Kruger. Hello, I'm Dudley Kruger. I'll get you in your dreams, love. What are you dreaming about tonight? Sausages. I'll get you in your sausage dreams. I'll turn it into a sausage. And choke you. You've heard of the Dunning-Kruger. It's an effect where people who know a little bit about a subject, yeah. for example, will overestimate how much they know. Oh, this is basically you. It's everyone. It's, it's you. you. It, no, it's... How dare you? Pass me that present, please. Please. It's for me. This came from Karen. Thank you, Karen. Who sent us... I mean, I've got the little thing here. I'll quickly read it out. Dear cheap chaps, as promised, please find enclosed the Nissan breakfast noodle pots. Yes. a little something extra each that me... Karen and Adam have picked up during our charity shop travels. I got a lovely little uh, pin badge, Ahoy, which is a reference to Stranger Things, apparently. Which we thought was Chips Ahoy, didn't we? Yeah, but it's not. It's just something to do with that show. A... We have in the box a price of shite ready to go as well. We'll send it soon. Sweet. Love, Karen. Thank anyway, you, Karen. So I got the little pin badge, and this is yours. A little and green over. box. It's a green box. It looks, the shape of the box, I'm going to say it might be a uh, toy car of some sort. I don't That's know. Guess. You're about to find out. My guess is a, a toy vehicle. All right, well, he's tearing it open. Oh, oh he's tearing it Oh, it's it a open. rubber. Oh, it's a rubber. Oh, God. It's a presidential eraser. Make paper great again. Oh, is it a Trump rubber? Yeah, it's a little fat Trump rubber. <laughs> and he's doing that thing with his finger where he, yeah, points, like, when he uh, says the word China or something. Yeah. Well, that's something to look forward to, to have on your shelf, isn't it? Staring at you in the dark at night. Oh, it's a chunky little fella, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he is. The mould is actually really um, detailed. Thank you, Karen. Another novelty eraser. Yeah, thank you for sending oh. a rubber in for his favourite hero, his favourite political hero, someone he stands by staunchly and thinks has been set up pro- something proper rotten by the governments. Yes, I'm a big Trump fan, everyone. Well done, Paul. You've you've done me in I like there. to think I'm pretty good in satire. 
<laughs> You're not. You, you know what? Pretty good at satire. I don't think we're very good at anything. I I I wrote for Dead Ringers, my friend. Did you? I think I'm pretty good at satire. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good at satire. You're pretty good at satire, Paul. I can't. Oh. Do you want a coffee before we crack on with yeah, this week's episode? Because this is a fucking depressing sight for me. You're ruining my enjoyment of this podcast. You are lucky. You have the gift to look at me when you see this. Look at this. I'm all bubbly. My arms are out. I'm stretching. I'm loving life. And that's your energy. I look at you and you sap me. You sap me, Eli. I'll put some sap on you. You nick me and then draw out the blood of my enthusiasm. I'll, I'll fuck your wound. Put some sap in. Man sap. I'll, I'll slap my man sap in your bloody hole. Is that hole. what you've got, is it? This is what I've got. I've is got it? fucking spunk for you. <laughs> <laughs> I have an emptiness in me. <laughs> I just hope that people don't listen to this episode and just go, what? What was I doing with all of my listening time devoting it to this? I mean, listening to this for, for so long and... There used to be laughs, and there used to be ability, there used to be some uh, repart rep- 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 but now there's not. There's no, the party's over. The repartee's over. <laughs> hey! The repartee's arty. <laughs> I've got Jim Jarvis! Hey! 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 <laughs> You've cheered up a little bit. Oh, You're Paul. doing your little scarf thing like you were in a football hey! match. It was adorable. Wee! You do look like you're ready to go to a 1970s match, by the way. Oof. You do? You've got a 1970s I'm off to watch the match, love, love. I'll have a meat pie. Yeah. And a fag. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking. Yeah, I bet you want that as well more than anything else. A meat pie? Yeah. I could actually and do. A fag. And a fag. And a stout beer to go with it. No, what do you mean a stout beer? Yeah. A stout or a, a beer? St- a stout beer. You mean like a small beer? I mean a stout beer. Do you mean stout or do you mean like lager? I think I said a stout beer. You're confusing categories. Stout beer. Stout beer. We're done here. Oh, God. <laughs> Mate, let's get you a coffee quick and move on with the show, oh, all right? It really? Is there anything salvageable from the last yes. 10 minutes? Yes. I'm t- Unfortunately, none of it's our dignity. I'm self-doubting. I'm on a big self-doubt spiral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, thanks for the razor, Rubber. Karen. Lovely stuff. You heard it from me. Right. This will... Ah, this will prove to you that I'm a clairvoyant and a product clairvoyant. All right, this is 20 minutes. I bet you, right, will you believe in the power of Eli if we see a fucking Muller Blue Raz Muller Corner come out? If we see that come out, you have to admit, don't you, that I've got got my, my todger on the pulse. Will you admit it, though? You've got your chub on the nub of popularity. I got the chub on the nub of the popular song. Yes. Well, let's hope that happens. Blue Raz, Muller Corner. You heard it here, everyone. And people agree with me Blue Raz is having a moment. It obviously is. You're just trying to say, oh, Blue Raz is always a thing. I can't. How do we stop this segment? <laughs> How do we do it? Do you, How do we do it? I don't know. You could just press I think button. we should just press stop. Yeah, go, go for it. We'll have a coffee, all right? Yeah. We've had a coffee now and we're feeling a little more sprightly, a little more in the groove. That's right, Paul. I just want to say sorry uh, for being a bit lackluster, lick lackluster, being a bit of a cunt. For being a bit of a cunt. A bit of untalented, whiny. Here <laughs> we go. Listen. Cunt. I'm talented. Talentless. Talented. Please get it right, you talentless hack. Talented, mellifluous. 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 Please explain that word. It's new to me and I'd like to learn the definition Are of it. Are you joking? I think mellifluous means... Um, so you think, you don't know? I'm pretty sure. Are you sure you're Go. using it right then with me? Because I don't know the word. Mellifluous. Hack. 
cunt. No, <laughs> no. Mellifluous, Paul. Yeah. It means having a musical timbre to one's spoken voice, like I do. Okay. Although I was being a little bit lackluster yes. before, um, what I say stands. I am some kind of clairvoyant, a seer of hackluster, not lackluster, hackluster content. I'm a seer of the consumerist world. And I knew, I knew in my bones, I knew that Muller Muller Fruit Corner was coming back. And I know something about Blue Raz. And I tell you something about Blue Raz right now, Paul. Is this it, though? Is this your gimmick for this week? Yes. You're a food clairvoyant. (laughs) Yes. What's going to be big in 10 years, then? What's going to be the big Uh, thing? Broccoli. Flavoured broccoli. With sprinkles. Wait. Broccoli flavored things or flavored broccoli? No, broccoli, right? Get 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 this, yeah. Just so everyone knows what's going to happen next. I'm just going to put my face in my hands and just go uh like that. So go on, broccoli with flavored sprinkles, uh. <laughs> sherbet sprinkles, sherbet broccoli. Mark my word, sherbet broccoli. Mark my word, broccoli. You don't see that much these days, do you? Uh. <laughs> but Paul, speaking of food, it's now time for Silverman's platters. What do you mean it's time for I just food? did a segue. No. Just do it. That's I just pro. Speaking of the food segment. No, but that's what you do. Speaking of food, here's some noodles. That's no. what you could have done. No. But no, you went speaking of food. Now it's time for records. Paul, speaking of links and segues, it's time for Silverman's platters, okay? How's that? You weren't speaking of links and segues. No, but it doesn't matter what we were thinking of. It's our world to create. It's our world to create. And I I keep having this vision of me. I'm a big statue and uh Toppled. No, and you're like a rat boy. Yeah, no, we, established, we did that. We established that. That was very have, good. I, I probably have a carved Muller, Blue Raz Muller, Muller Fruit Corner. Do you know what the problem is? And I've, I've never said this before because I don't think it's appropriate, but I'm going to say it now. <sighs> How do I explain this? All of reality is me, right? All of reality is me. I have lived millions and millions and millions and millions and possibly trillions of years living every single life on this planet in its existence. I've been you. I've been my partner, I've been friends, I've been everyone who's alive on this planet at some point, at the same time, and yet in one continuous thread of time. I'm liking this. I'm passing through. So I'm me right now, and I'm saying this because I've got billions of years of clarity to tell you what's going on. But I've been you. I've been you. I know what it's like in you. Perhaps you could um, do a a soundscape soundscape of what it's like to be me inside my brain. The subjective Eli inside it, subjective Eli. (laughs) Something like that, isn't it? That is what it, my experience is like. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're ongoing howling. But maybe, maybe I've yet to be you. Maybe your your existence, my existence as you will come later. I don't. All I know is that I am everything. I'm people listening to this podcast. I'm people laughing at me, saying the funny things I do, and then getting in touch. I'm sending myself stuff for this podcast. I am everything silverman's platters everybody it's the section of the show i think we're losing it this week because we've already given ourselves god complexes messiah complexes cult religious complexes i'm a clairvoyant of the of consumers spiritual and psychic messiah complex paul it's silverman's platters Cow, fuck five minutes it's silverman's platters the section of the show where we look at vinyl records oh. and songs Sometimes a little pop songs, sometimes outside art, sometimes novelty nobness. Nobly no, and we've got a lot of we've got a truck full of novelty. We have. We got three tracks for you today, and we're going to start off with this one. <laughs> 
This was given to us at the Cheap Show Live at Leicester, I, I believe. I believe it was, yes. Um, thank you. I'm sorry, can't remember the person's name, but thanks work. very much for handing that over. So this is, uh, it's, a, it's a novelty track. It's by a band called The Potato Twists. Don't look them up. They only exist for this one track. And it's called Twist and Turn On, and it's released on Smith's Crisps Records. And it sounds like this. Twist and turn on, I don't hang around. Twist and turn on to this great new sound. Twist and turn on, I don't be a drag. Smith the thin and twist are ready in the bag. Yeah. 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 Twist and turn on to a great new idea. Smith the thin and twist are ready and here. To the big cruncher man, just turn on again and again. Hey, 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 come on, twist and turn on. Twist and turn on to a great new shape. Twist and turn on to a great new taste. Twist and turn on to today's new stack. Twist and turn on and never look back. Twist and turn on to the big cruncher man. Twist and turn on again and again. Hey, 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 come on, twist and turn on. Uh, it does have a B-side, if you want to know, called Twist and Turn Boogie. I thought the Twist and Turn Boogie on the B-side was actually a bit better. Yeah, we'll probably further that in a little bit later. Okay. But it's that thing we've come across in the past on the podcast, isn't it? Where it's like a brand, a food brand more, most likely, releasing some kind of novelty hit for either chart recognition or just like cultural recognition. So, like, you know the uh, Noodle Doodle Man? Exactly the one I was thinking of, yeah. which we've covered twice. By accident. Um, we, we, we're getting into that part of the podcast history now where we do that a lot, like the when Noodle we did Doodle the uh, Man. Stardust Cowboy, apparently it was something we did years ago as well. But I have to disagree, Paul. I don't think these type of records were ever designed for uh, the charts. No, no. But... They are much more of a sort of accessory to the crisps. But why would you, you know spend I mean? all that money on it, though? Think about it. It's like, if you're thinking of trying to release it as a novelty hit into the charts, right, fair enough. Especially if it's like an advert. You know, if it's an advert song and you go, well, let's release that into the charts because but this people isn't... know the advert. But this isn't that. No. It's this... just a standalone song. As a record, I guess they're trying to just sell records. Well, no, because, okay, so let me just say here, I went to Discogs, which is usually a very reliable source of information on this stuff, isn't it? No. Is it not? It's terrible. <laughs> okay. No, because Discogs sort? basically is, is all you... generated by the users. That's like Wikipedia, though, isn't it? Yes. But do they have anyone who vets the information? They must do. I they, mean, must they must do. do. They're not terrible, terrible, but I just feel like it's a bit like Wikipedia in that yeah. you can't necessarily trust. Well, that's the internet for you, full stop, yeah, isn't it? If you I can't guess, find yeah. more than three sources for something, don't trust the yes. information is what they say also. Yes. Anyway, let me just get this out of the way. So on Discogs, it says Smith's Crisps had a label for releases from the Chris Company. So they released a bunch of records in 1975 as a label called Smith's Crisp Records. To acquire these records, you had to collect 20 tokens from packs of Smith's Crisps, Chipsticks, Quavers, Chippy Toes, and Smokies or Twists, and send them with six and a half pence stamp for each record you want. Records came in a plain white sleeve inside a folded cover with Smith's chart busters on the front. Now, that applies to the songs they released featuring well-known artists such as Bay City Rollers, Glitter Band, Gary Glitter, Shawaddy Waddy, Stylistics, and Status Quo. However, they did release two songs, the one we just heard, and then the one from the 60s, which is the... um, Crunch, something crunch. Yeah, what was it called? It says here. Crunch time or something. When it comes to the crunch, 
It's Smith's It Is. Which is actually a lot better than this record, isn't and it? And we'll put that in. Ah, fuck it. Now. Let's do the crunch. <laughs> purposely made to kind of give to the suppliers of crisps a kind of thank you. Oh, thank you for supporting our crisps. It's yes. a gimmicky record. Well, it's promotional. It's You can tell it's not, even though it says... Now, I've got a question. It's a flexi as well, that one, uh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, nice. I've got a question yeah. for you. When you say that they had real artists, such as Slade, are you saying that these artists were employed to actually record crisp-based tunes, or is it just some tune that they just sort of licensed to put out? Do you see what All I'm saying? All of these upon reading further, are flexies, right? Right. So I imagine they just went to the artist, can you license a track for the purposes yeah, one of, their of tracks. this not, thing? They're not a special... Not a special no. Because um, yeah. this Slade track, for example, Far, Far Away, is uh, one of their later tracks. It's one of their tunes, yeah. Which I've, I think I've seen them perform on, like, a Swap okay. Shop episode and Okay, stuff. but then... So this is basically just filler. It's definitely not designed to be a chart hit, this. And so it's promotional. So basically, it works, but because it's like a gimmick to say thank you for supporting these crisps. Give us a couple of tuppence, and you can get a little flexi for well, it. It's there was so much of it. Those cereal boxes you send away, you you collect yeah. a load of. There was things in cigarette packs, different like yeah. cards you could collect. We were going to mention that, weren't we? The stir, you're never alone with a strand, and then that embassy blues thing, which I think we might come to at a later date when we talk more about instrumental stuff. Yes, I picked up an embassy cigarettes uh, music record, but is what Paul's and we'll, referring to. We'll get to. to that at a later date, but it's very similar to this, where it feels like it was made for a limited release for stockists of their brands. Yes, but the point I'm trying to make, Paul, is that the quality of the song itself doesn't actually really matter. And it does feel very tossed off, for want of a better word, you know? Because yeah, yeah. by the time you get the record, you've already bought loads of packets of crisps and cut them out and, you know, you've spent the money. In fact, I would wager if I'd eaten all those crisps, sent off six tuppence and whatever, and got that back, I'd be like, that's oh, not worth it. No, <laughs> it was no. fucking but, shit. But you it's you almost like it. they've, they've got you already. Do you see what I mean? They've already made the sale. They don't, the song itself doesn't have to do anything. But it's 1975, and it's obviously very uh, reminiscent of the big bands of the time, so it's a little bit sweet. A little bit Not glitter. Not of glam. The sound is glam. It's, got, it's that early 70s glam sound. Yeah. It's got that rhythm. 
The B-side, though, which will end this segment But you said with... big bands of the time, and I don't want people to get confused. Not big band music. It's no, not like rock. Glenn Miller. I just mean big artists of the time who it's were known in the genre. Yeah, but that's still the same riff. No, it's not. It's like Ballroom Blitz. That's like Ballroom Blitz. Is it? Yes. Listen to Ballroom Blitz, and it's got the same kind of... It's got that sort of stomping. Yeah. Yeah. It's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to fucking give you Glenn Miller. I thought it felt like you were going to go into a Glenn Miller thing. I might do now. Instrumental music. Don't need lyrics from the likes of you on that I one. I said, I got a girl, she gives me lots of head. Ah, oh, she gives me so much head, I've soaked in my spunky bed. Oh, oh stop it. <laughs> She gives you so much head, you spunk in bed. I soak my spunk in bed. Not very good. You need to get off the spunk I said, topic. squelch, squelch, squelch my spunk in bed. Squelch, squelch, squelch my spunk in spunk bed. When she's not here, I do it with my pillow. I said, when she's not here, I do it with my pillow. <laughs> oh, my pillow. For the listener, visually picture this. Most of this episode is me just holding my face in my hand as I listen to that goblin ramble on in the corner of this fucking room <laughs> my pillow is a widow <laughs> oh spunk, spunk, spunk. i'm gonna ask you to stop and ask you i'll actually enjoy myself now I'm ask that you coffee's that's a hit. platter or a splatter for okay. that okay i like the design of it paul yeah it's not i like the and the intention and there's but they it's um believe the boogie the side is is Better. Yes, I'm going to end this segment with that. More of a rock sort of vibe there. Yeah. Um, But it's just shoddy, isn't it? It's badly produced. It feels like... I don't like like the production of it too much. The, the, The musicians sound good, but the vocal on top seems... Almost karaoke. There's something about they haven't worked out the way that the 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 words scan with the rhythm yeah, of the tune. Yeah. Like it feels rushed. It feels rushed. It? it feels. I think the word is tossed off. Tossed off. Totally yeah. tossed off. And again, it's a song that's basically saying, "While you dance to this, shake your salt in your crisp bag." Yes, and that's he does kind of refer. He does refer to the blue pack. So it is, we think, for salt and shake. Because you know what I like to do when I'm a teenager trying to be cool when kids come over to hang out, I put my record on about salt and shake crisps and go, it's just as good as the sweet. If it's for me, it's a splatter then, Paul. I'm going to say splatter as yeah. well. It's not awful, but it, it lacks that certain je ne sais quoi yes. that we look for. Interesting. It's not so bad that it's funny. It's just slightly bad. You know, it's, it's, just, it's, uh, it's a forgotten relic, yes. but I, it, it will still be treasured in this house of ours. Interesting to me because of that whole thing that we see so much of where that's what brands used to do. They yeah. used to, you know, could we do that these days? What brands could you release a novelty song for? Well, it's similar to what those Coke Coke is doing with the the AR stuff. Yes, know? but the, then again, that's, what's that series called that we've tasted? Oh, uh, the Dreams. Inspirations or something. Oh, I don't fucking know. Terrible. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, awful. There hasn't been one in a while. There was no. a little flurry of them, and then nothing. That was the best one. Was that last one, which had the sort of yeah Dali esque weird. Um, yeah, dreamscape. I guess uh, like you don't need to give flexies and stuff now anymore because you can just license tracks for a promotion and bang it out the door. Uh, one of those codes, and you're there. You could buy your Twitter blue tick and be really cool. You may have only 46 followers, but now you're too cool for school. Perhaps that's what Elon's doing. Eli yeah. Musk. <laughs> we should do a perfume called Eli's Musk. <laughs> yeah. It smells what, like do I just cat rub my nuts on something? It smells like split cat arse. Split <laughs> What a load of bollocks. Well, let's, what's the, the B-side called? It, we're going to end this segment with uh, the Twist and Turn Boogie. Ooh. We'll see you after this. 
Next, splatter or platter, let's find out if it matters. And this one is by a guy called Bernard Wrigley, and it's called Saturday Cowboys. Um, released in 1980 on this record. That's the label, the label called This Record. And uh, it sounds almost exactly like this. <laughs> On a Saturday morning, birds are singing, dogs are yawning. There's a great excitement in the air. Down along each cobbled street, there comes the sound of tiny feet. The games have stopped, no time to stand and stare. Sixpences they're clutching tightly, little eyes all shining brightly. Happy laughing kids without a care. As they skip and dance along, they start to sing a special song. And Saturday cowboys sing it everywhere. They're singing, Mister, Mister, why are we waiting? Saturday cowboys don't like waiting. Come on down and give them to us a push. We wanna see Lassie and Rin Tin Tin and Charlie Chaplin makes us grin. Saturday cowboys love the Saturday push. Now, let's just get into it. You don't like it. I don't. Uh, it's cutesy, isn't it? In that weird way. It's sort of um, folksy. It reminds me of that song, you know, the Match Street Men and Match Street Cats and Dogs, which is about Lowry. The, oh, the paintings Lowry. of Lowry. Yeah. And it's got that kind of jovial, nostalgic, folksy, Northerns vibe, which I think this is almost like doing it. I'm not going to say it's a parody, but it feels like it's trading on that vibe. Absolutely. But it's, it's, a nosta- it's about the nostalgia of going to those kids club cinemas which is just not a thing now at all but they used to have big programs you used to take i guess it was before did you do this when you were a kid i went once and i've told this story before i was taken on the once. pod uh-uh. on the pod you've told this story before i was taken once but my dad to this sort of film club which was at screen on the green right in uh bellsize park and um david prouse was there oh yeah you have told this yeah. story yeah the green cross that was the only story. time i ever no. did it so not really So I was going to say the same in that yes, but not really. Because what he's talking about here is like in the 50s and 60s when you were a kid, you could go to a cinema in the morning and they would show a bunch of cartoons and an old serial. And then that would kind of keep you busy while maybe your parents went shopping in the morning or something. And that was the whole deal. It was like, I don't want to say it was free, but it was certainly like a place you could just dump your kids. Yes. For me, though. How magical would have that been? Brilliant. Well, that's where a lot of those films like like Danny the Dragon or whatever it was called were shown. The British Film Workshop. The Children's British, the CBC, was it? The Children's. British um, 
Film cinema. Institute yeah. or something. Film. Thingy. And there's that one with them, uh, with them all in that ha- old house, and there's a knight in armor. Do you know that one? I mean, they're vaguely because they're, they're all, terrible. They're all like films made for literally that audience, and they're usually quite moral. My school used to do this, and what they would do is during the weekends, if you went in the morning, the assembly hall would be turned into a, like a little cinema screen. They'd pull out a projector, and they'd show a film. And I remember seeing films like Herbie Goes Bananas there and yeah. all those kind of late 70s, early 80s shit Disney films. Oh, man, they're so terrible, those Herbie films. No, uh, one of them's good. But Herbie, but Herbie Goes Bananas was sad because that's the one where they push him off the boat and you think he's dead. And he then comes he, back. he comes back all rotted and rusty on the beach and then okay. he gets saved and then wins a race or something. I don't know. He was shit. Herbie. He fucking Herbie was not shit. Herbie can go fuck himself. Why? I'd go round. I'd go round. What's wrong his, with Herbie? I'd finger his exhaust. Would you? Yeah. That's just molesting a car now at this point. Wow. Yeah, Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Yeah. Mm. Well, you started. <laughs> Don't fucking judge me. But you're the one who was like, oh, "I'll get my fingers right in its fucking catalytic converter." <laughs> yeah. You get your dipstick out, measure its fucking oh, levels. I've used my own special Don't handmade. Fuck Herbie. Leave Herbie alone, mate. He's a saint. Um, anyway, this song. So yeah, it's about a thing that just doesn't exist anymore. Because kids would not give a shit about cowboys and Indians and Rin Tin Tin and Lassie well, yes. and Charlie Chaplin. So that's, those would be the cereals they'd show, is those Western cereals, yeah. right? And you know what? I, I saw this in a charity shop in Pinner, and like the cover attracted me because it's like this kind of Beano-esque drawing. And uh, Bernard Wrigley, I looked him up thinking he was going to be a no-one, a joke artist or you know a flash-in-the-pan thing. But no, he's a very well-established actor. If anyone listening to this podcast knows him at all, they've probably seen him in the sitcom Phoenix Nights the Peter Kay sitcom from the late 90s, where he played the kind of guy who worked at the club, bit of an odd job weirdo guy. Um, but didn't you say he'd been on Coronation Street? Mate, he's done loads of stuff. Like, he's mostly known for his acting, by and large. He has released a fair few albums as himself that all follow a very kind of twee like this. thing. Yeah. He's known, he was known, for some reason, as the Bolton Bullfrog. I don't know why. Bullfrogs sing, don't they? Do they? Don't they? I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Either they're saying he looks like a bullfrog, he sings like one, like you know, maybe the one from that Warner Brothers cartoon. With yeah, hat. yeah, maybe. But I think he was called Bolton Bullfrog just simply for the alliteration, if nothing else, because he was from Bolton. Yes. And rather than you know, they could have called him the Bolton Bear or the Bolton Bolton Bumhole. Or oh, yes, the Bolton <laughs> Bumhole. You like? Um, That's what I get paid for. He's done lots of plays. <laughs> He was in Phoenix Nights. Uh, he was in Emmerdale, Coronation Street, Last of the Summer Wine, Coogan's Run, Cold Feet, Dinner Ladies, Victoria Wood. Coogan's Run. Heartbeat. Uh, Leet. He was in, he was the school teacher of Rita Sue and Bob too. He was in Brass oh. Off. Wow, he's been in a load of stuff. Very established. And in 1978, he played the school uh, a night school teacher in Alan Bennett's play Me, I'm Afraid of Virginia Woolf. He's been on Radio 4 and lots of plays. BBC Radio Lancaster often uh, would broadcast many of his pre-recorded series, such as Wrigley's Rambling and Home Brews, which were readings of stories written by Tommy Thompson with some songs. Huh. And so he has, by some margin, had quite a full career. Yeah, wow. And he's got a full discography from 1971 all the way up to 2011. And was this a hit, this record itself? And he's still alive. Uh, no, there's almost nothing online about where it charted, if at all. All I can tell you is it came from his album, uh, The Bolton Bullfrog. But, like, he had loads of albums. And what's the B-side of this record? The B-side is called I'm In Love With Angela Rippon. Ah, now that's... that's. I bet the B-side's better known than the A-side on this. It's not. No? It's not. In fact, there's very little on either of these songs in the ether in terms of charting or whatever. But Angela Rippon, what, what was her sort of... She was a newsreader. Okay. She was a newsreader. And at this time... She would have been famous as well for appearing on the Morecambe and Wife special, Dancing, 
where it was one of oh, those yes. things where she was like, oh my God, she can dance and look at those legs. and yeah. Which is sort of the kind of thing that's been exploited later on with Strictly Ballroom, right? Well, didn't she also present Strictly Ballroom? Yeah, I think or, she No, did. it was called Come Dancing back then. Come Dancing, yeah. That's that old joke, isn't it? What's what? white and wiggles on your telly? Come Dancing. Oh, yeah. Spunk. But I don't know if that means, like, for instance, you know, Bernard Wrigley was giving a tribute to Angela Rippon. Well, he fancies her, doesn't he? He does. It's a very twee song about how he just waits there patiently. I mean, with a few, with a, with a different tone. This sounds like a stalker's manifesto, that track. Yeah, it's... Mm. I wait for you outside your house, Angela. It's pure novelty, a bit like, uh, you know, Michael Fish is a weatherman. Yeah. It's a, very, it's a tradition of uh, novelty songs referencing... Uh, TV figures. I also wonder by 1980, was the message of this song even relevant as well? The old idea of going to the cinema? Cause it was, no, it's know. nostalgic. It's, it's supposed to um, appeal to people who remember that. But then you have the kids singing like it's, you know, granddad, that song. It's got that element to yes. it as well. Now, you're skirting around the issue, Paul, but we need to... Come play the, the second... Am- so we play the Angela Rippon track. We haven't. Let's give them that. Let's at least give you that. I have a date at nine tonight. I won't be late, cos it wouldn't be right Dressed in me best suit, a shine on me shoes I'm simply waiting to hear all her news She never stands me up, she's right on time Smart as a sixpence, dressed up to the nines Oh, does she love me? No, but I can dream I have fallen for the queen of the screen I'm in love with Angela Rippon Angela Rippon, I love you I know it's daft, but there's no I can do Angela Rippon, do you love me too? Now go on, skirting around the issue. Platter is, or splatter? Yes. It is a splatter. I know. It just doesn't doesn't do anything for me. It's too uh, milk toast. It's too middle of the road. It's, it's sort of. Eh. It's probably fine within the collection of his songs on an album. Where if you're a fan of that type of tone of song, then it's for me. This whole genre is a bit of a quagmire of like dreary. It's fluff. Sentiment. It's fluff. Yeah. It's uh, empty, fluffy, nostalgic. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like early boomer thought, isn't it? Yes. Uh, things were better back in my day. Totally, no, no yeah. they weren't. Yes. Just because yeah. you're well off and you can fucking cash in your pension I mean, does not necessarily <laughs> fucking mean that things were better back then. Wow, he's going a little rant. There's a I'm little. Sorry, but f- fuck. The- boomers right so are we boomers i don't know no, anymore generation... i don't want to say understand generation shit we're generation x oh we with yeah. our send of generation x though right aren't we we're the ones who basically soaked up 50 years of pop culture and spat it out as our own we're generation x what do you want that's the our generation yeah we're a bunch of cunts paul what did you say splatter it's a splatter for right. me let's move on to the next track okay i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> press the button. oh yeah press the button the third and final record in this segment today was given to us in the post. And Eli, it came with a letter. Please read the letter. Hi, cheap folks. I heard this song online and it sounded too perfect for cheap show. I couldn't just not get hold of the seven inch and send it to you for your listening pleasure. Oh, wow. He went out of his way and bought it online and sent it to us. I know. Wow. And I love that sentence construction. I couldn't just not get hold of the seven. Wow. I That's couldn't like, just. He's on top of the negatives. Cancelling. Treble negatives, <laughs> yeah, I think there was something. It's a real sentence. Yeah, but we'll I have it. just not get hold of the seven and send it for your listening pleasure. Thank you, though. Thank we, you. We appreciate it. 
Um, there are quite a few scratches, but hopefully it'll still play fine. It does. It did play fine, actually. I think it's the other side that has the more marks. The radio mix, yeah. It's 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 fine. Um, thank you for all your work you do on the pod. It always keeps me going through each week from Ewan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So we got this in the and post. when you say, Ewan, when you say keep me going through each week, do you mean constantly wanking? Do you, do you get, the vinegar, get vinegar strokes and you listen to us? When do you come? At the end? Is it when I say something? When Eli says Chodney? Is that when I you haven't said Chodney for about several months. No, good. You've tied it out, that's why. And you've moved on to just random sounds and assonance. McGurter. See? It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. So, here's the track. It is by an artist called Goofy. But it's not the Disney Goofy. It's a guy called Mr. G, also known as Goofy. And the song is called Somebody Just Poop. And it sounds like this. <laughs> It's uh, it's really something that now it comes on Juvenile Records. Do you know that label? No, it's um, it's manufactured in Jamaica. Because obviously, uh, I don't know too much about the artist or the song, but I looked up a website called JamaicansMusic.com, and it says this. It goes on for a long, long time, but I'll just read the beginning. Uh, born Chad Simpson in the Jonestown community, the man renowned as dancehall hit maker Mr. G a.k.a. Goofy, has repeatedly stamped his class on the Jamaican and international entertainment scenes, creating lines and rhythms that are always memorable, always welcome, always that just ahead of the pack, because he was discovered by Main Street's Danny Brownie, and he got his break in 1996 on the now classic hit, Here Comes Fudgy. Oh, I don't, I don't know, know that. that. Which put his signature tongue-in-cheek style on display for a national and eventual international audience. In that era, um, dance hall music from Jamaica was having a sort of crossover moment, wasn't it? In the it? 90s. Buju, Banton and... Um, oh, yeah, with Compliment on Your Kiss. And that was Red Dragon. Yeah. I like that show. Featuring Pato Banton. It was Pato Banton. Pato Banton's the one who... It was, it was crossing over, wasn't it? In that era. Well, Shaggy was also... Shaggy, was, of course. Was, it wasn't me, was that that in the 90s? Yes. And also, Oh, Carolina, which yes. was a big hit as well. Which was a, a cover of a, an original sort of scar tune. But I feel like from what you've read that this that this guy Goofy yeah never never crossed over to sort of the Western market or the it uh, doesn't look like the it. American or British market. But it looked like he was reasonably well respected 
in his own circles. Chakademus and Pliers, they were the other artists. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What was their big hit, Chakademus and Pliers? I can't remember. Great stuff. And this is obviously meant to be funny. And you know what? Tease me. Yeah. Tease me, tease me, tease me, baby. Till till I lose control. Ah, Here's a question I had, because I didn't want to come across as as ignorance. Rhythm is what they spell on all the the press that I've read. R-I-D-D. It's the backing track. Is that what they're saying? Yes. Okay. I, I didn't so know what they were whole, saying. So there's a whole tradition in reggae and Jamaican music sort of more uh, generally through the years from dub to dancehall where they'll do different voicings, they call them. They'll use a backing track again and again and again and release okay. different vocals. Okay. Do you right. see? So and it's a very Jamaican thing. Wouldn't that, that get confusing when it came to like royalties and stuff? Absolutely. And I mean... Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So it was a thing. No, it's it's... And that's what makes identifying Jamaican records a, a real minefield, really difficult, because they'll have different names. They'll put it's it's an incredibly unique music industry that they had there. Yeah, you know, because it's a tiny little island compared to like, and but they, the amount of music and records that they produce is is incredible. And the other thing about Jamaican records, yeah, you know, they've got all this grading for vinyl, like. You've got excellent and then very good plus and then yeah, yeah, so yeah. on for the, the quality of the vinyl. It's so difficult to find um, Jamaican records that are in that decent quality. In decent, yeah. Is that because they're they were made poorly? Shit. Sometimes they're made poorly. Okay. Um, and sometimes it's just really overplayed and just worn it's, out. It's weird. Yeah. But um, there is also a real tradition going back to... It seems though like... What's this, that genre called that isn't... I don't know. You ask, who are you asking me this? I'm not going to fucking know. Calypso. Calypso. Right. So there's a tradition going back to Calypso, which is like uh, not the biggest Jamaican genre, but it's like it, the whole lots of islands have Calypso, yeah. um, where you have comedy in the lyrics and a bit of naughty humour, and that's what this is. Okay, yeah. Uh, often it's to do with sex, and there's a whole like Prince Buster, who's like an extremely famous scar mm. uh, singer, he seemed to be obsessed with um, what female hygiene for want of a better <laughs> right. Word. You know, avoid the rush and get your brush. All of this sort of like clean the fanny on this allmusic.com. It says uh, the gruff voice of Mr. G may sound familiar. Before becoming Mr. G, Kingston's Chad Simpson was known as Goofy. So he was known as Goofy first. His and real recorded, name is Chad Simpson. And recorded buoyant humorous hits such as Fudgy, Whining Machine, Brush Your Teeth, Big Man Little Youth. He started bl- DJ block partying at 12, cre- collecting a massive amount of vinyl in his teens and worked oh. for the party organization Jam Pop Limited cool. before entering the charts in 1990. He had a number of hits under his name Goofy in Jamaica. Fudgy topped the charts in 96 and opened the door to new opportunities. So, yeah, it's like, I guess that somebody just pooped. I'd imagine it didn't chart or get much airplay. It's covered in fart effects, but <laughs> it really don't is. you think the fart noises are pretty well done? They, You know what? They really are well done because yeah. they literally fit the tone of the note as it's going out. It's kind of uh, underplayed. And there's it. a lot of different ones. He doesn't just repeat the same fart noise again and again. It's different on each chorus, isn't it? Yeah, and also there's a little bit towards the end where he breaks down like the different types of fart noises. No one will listen. This are the can wait for pop. This are the hide and pop. This are the run belly pop. This are when the poop stush. This are the silence pop. This are what you do when nobody na look. So my day just pop. Nobody no more want it. Everybody just a look. What and basically he's um yeah. saying somebody just pooped. And my God. And there's one lyric where he's saying, it doesn't even feel like that came from a human being. (laughs) Still mightn't of. Um, So it's very much a novelty tune. Um, I wonder if there's a song like that about spunk. 
But, you know, there was this whole debate at the time. With, Who's this baffy sock? With uh, Dancehall, what they used to call ragger. Yeah. Where they slack lyrics. What does that mean? L- lyrics about sex or stuff, you know. Okay. And this is kind of the sort of lighter side of that, I guess. Well, this was this was coined as, like, filthy. It is pretty filthy. I mean, like, the label, like, in the genre, it said something like, whatever, label, la, 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 type, filthy. Yeah. As if to say that's a genre within... Like Jam- I say, it goes back to Glypso. There's all this whole tradition throughout Jamaican. Um, you know, lie down, girl, let me push it up, push it up, lie down, girl. Yeah. You know that one? Well, even, like, I famously said this before, but, like, even, like, some of the songs that did get mainstream success, like, um... Oh, yeah. Girl, I want to make you sweat. Sweat till you can't sweat no more. And when you cry out, I'm going to make you push it, push it some more. Yes. When you break it down and just present it like that, that's a fucking horrible bunch of lyrics. Yes. It's, um, yeah. There's a whole a whole sort of um, strain of songs which describe the act of lovemaking as if it's um, an act of violence, stabbing. Um, or, or at least, like, it's like an endurance contest. Yes. Where it's like, can you fucking outlast my fuck beast machine? Because yes. it's all very, it's, I don't know. It's funny, though. It's, it's like, what they call slack, yeah. And yeah. it's this whole tradition uh, in, in Jamaican music of sort of extremely dirty and sort of... Well, luckily, people listening won't have to worry about Cheap Show doing their own reggae <laughs> slack song because I think that would get us cancelled faster than you'd like to know. Absolutely. But, Paul, is it? Is this a platter or a splatter? For me, I th- I actually like the um, the rhythm I used. It's pretty f- it's pretty good rhythm. I and was, it's got that ding, yeah. ding, ding, that sort of guitar thing. It's well made. Yes. And the farts are well implemented. It's and well produced. But anyway, no, as, as it is, as a novelty here, because this is very much a novelty, isn't it? Very, very much. I think it's a, it's it's a, a platter. It's a platter. Yeah. It's going it's going in the platter box. Thanks, Ewan, for sending that so, in. Thank you very much. Uh, I was going to say, what's your favourite? But the answer is that one. Yeah, because it made us giggle, didn't it, when we listened to it? It did. It's we a- had a little giggle, and we slapped each other's backs, and we rocked our heads back, and we guffawed as we well, listened to it, didn't don't we? Don't overdo it. And then I tickled your belly, and you laughed, and then you tickled my belly, and then we started getting close, didn't we? Yes, and, and then, then what happened? And then... Well, and then what happened, Paul? Well, then nothing, because you pushed away emotionally from me. Like I always will. Like you always will. And I thought, oh, the moment's gone. It will never occur. The moment will never occur. And I just thought for that one moment, over that one song, maybe we found a beautiful moment of understanding between no, we each didn't, other. No, we didn't. And we didn't. You pushed back. You closed your doors I didn't emotionally. push back. Empty. Cold. Empty of your spunk. Unloved. No, stop making it dirty. <laughs> I'm trying to make this rich and emotional. Like it's not some rich. rich. I'm, I'm trying to add some fucking depth I, Do you know what's it? rich and emotional? What? That fart I just did. Rich. Very beefy and emotional. Ooh. Ooh. There's a real mm, presence in the air. I've Ooh. put me head in me hand again, everyone. <laughs> oh. There's a... Pre- Ooh, beef curtain. Airy beef curtain. Don't mind if I do. Push my head through it. Ooh, it little particles on my nosy piece. Excuse me, darling. Is that your pork open? (laughs) Pork open. (laughs) Can we move on (laughs) to the next segment? Yeah. Noodle exclusive. We have obtained a hot off the press noodle. It is, yes, a limited edition from the masters and inventors of the whole medium. Nissen cup noodles breakfast limited edition. We've got it. We've secured We've some. We've got Paul. it. Thank you very much once again to Karen who Thank sent you. this to us. She ordered the big pallet. So we've got two here. I've got four at home. What I might do is check it. I'll check the sell by date or whatever. Hold on to them and maybe give them away at Digitize Alive. I would like to keep one just as an object. Well, there's two, so yeah. you can have one as an object. Well, maybe, maybe it'll be delicious, Paul. We and, don't um, know. This is an odd one. 
I mean, you tried. They are extremely good. In the world of pot noodles, would we both agree they are the, easily the tastiest we've ever had? What, Nissan's cup noodles? Yeah. Yes. But and they we have had those special edition 50th anniversary ones. Uh, this is what I was going to say. Although they are well-respected and well-loved and some of the best affordable noodles on the market, they do have a moment of losing their shit sometimes. Well, we had the soda, which was... <laughs> uh, soda. Yeah. And I know they did crossover ones recently, I think. I'm going to have to double-check that, but I'm pretty sure they had some kind of weird mashup thing going on. Oh, really? I'll have to double-check that. I might be talking out my ass. But you recently ate their beef, right? One. The one that you had, and you said I could have, and I had it when I was hungry one and day. was it good? It was delish. Yeah, they're very good. They, they, uh, everything about the flavour, the, um, the dried, the dehydration uh, process they use to put little yeah. bits of food in the dehydrated vegetables. They're always meatier than the competition. If you put a Nissan cup noodle up against like any pot noodle, yeah. golden wonder pot noodle, whatever, they're terrible, aren't they? Yes, pot noodles terrible. I mean, pot noodle one specific flavour is very much a comfort food for me, but everything else is yeah. almost unedible shite. And that flavour is chicken and mushroom. Chicken and mushroom. I know it's pretty. That's a pretty good noodle, it has to be said. But again, it comes from a kind of British culture of what they think a noodle should be. And again, yeah. we've said it before. We think they should be fucking stews. Apparently, yeah. thick soup with it's that. That whole thing. Now, maybe they've gone for that with this, though. Now, this is definitely a limited edition um, that is for America. It has to be an American item because, first of all, it looks like it's been made and manufactured by Nissan Foods, Georgia. Yeah, America. No, something. I think it's California, actually. I can't quite read it. It's quite small. But, yeah, you're right. But the other clue, Paul. The other clue, yes. Reveal the clue that gave it away that this is an American product. Is the, the It's American breakfast. Well, there's also the other thing. Oh, yes. Which is the fact that it says to prepare it in a microwave, which you'd only do in a country that doesn't understand what a fucking kettle they is. They do not have electric kettles in America. This is like a big deal when you buy a kettle. Now, I know it's coming from a British perspective where we all fucking drink tea nonstop and it's crazy. But I don't understand why they don't have kettles in their kitchen as part of the course of just other things. It is just one of those things, cultural things. They don't, they don't drink tea, do they? They have iced tea. Well, okay, so when I lived in America... And I was out there. I used to take my own tea bags with me when I went out because it's hard to get them and they don't make tea, right? But also, they didn't have a kettle. So the only way I could make tea was with their coffee machine to use the steamer to heat up the water right. and then add the tea. And it never tastes the same that no, way. No, it, it doesn't. It's something weird about tea when you make it the coffee way. So it says here, use it in a microwave, but we're going to make it with a kettle because it's, it's much of a muchness, yes. right? And do you do you remember on that the first noodle... Uh, pot blitz that we did, Paul. There was those wrap snacks noodles yes, we had, the wrapper one, and they said we should use should microwave as well. I think it's just it's just what you do with a pot noodle in in the states, a yeah. noodle pot. No added MSG, manufactured in a faculty that also processes peanut, tree nuts, sesame, crustacean, shellfish, and fish products. Are you going to take a risk? Yeah, I mean, because you are uh, allergic, but. It's going to likely you're saying to be, that to avoid being sued more than anything else. It's likely to be a very, very tiny amount of... Uh, 380 yeah. calories per serving. Quite calorific. Uh, anyway, but look. Now, read the, noodle. Read what, this, what the flavours we're going to look for are, Paul. It says, limited edition cup noodle breakfast, artificially flavoured as maple syrup, pancakes, sausage and egg, ramen noodles in sauce. That just sounds rough. There's a lot going on for one flavour pot. I mean, I like that as a breakfast, but yeah. when you're going to put all of those flavours together in an instant ramen, it just seems... Uh, it seems uh... It's weird to me because it suggests that you can make a sauce that somehow in a Willy Wonka, everlasting Godstopper type way can 
evolve on your palate to have all these different flavors in. Yes. But that's not true. What I think this is going to be is 95% maple syrup flavor. That woody. With a, with a back end of egg. Yeah. Which doesn't sound great, does it? No one wants back end of egg. No one needs maple up front, back end egg. <laughs> no. Maple, all right, darling, maple up front, back end egg. Is that your <laughs> Around <liking>? the corner. <laughs> a bit of sausage in the middle. Uh, chocolate. A bit, of, a bit of sausage in your pancake, love. How about that? But the sausage element could be nice. As a, as a flavour. But they don't understand sausage either. But I think they might put, because this is not a vegetarian product, I think they might put dehydrated sausage bits in there. Yeah, I don't think Look, it does, there's egg you know. bits. Look, you can see on the cover, on but the no. lid. Look, yeah, there's yellow scrambled bits. egg. Yeah, scrambled egg bits. But that's just a visual thing to say, here's what's in it. But yeah, like, as a I'm, look? I'm looking at it now, and at no point does it say there's anything, there's any bits in it. I'm looking right now. There will no. be bits. Well, we'll see. So we open it up right now and have a look inside. Yeah. All right, here we go. There'll definitely be bits. Don't pull it back all the way, halfway. Oh, no, you're right on the top. It does have little flecks or something. In it. I take it back. I didn't look at the lid. Yes. I apologise. I'm the noodle guy on this podcast. Paul. I'm the noodle guy. Now, the other thing that reminds me of are those mythical, and I wish I so would love to get hold of some, yeah. um, pepperami instant noodles. Did which, you know we had them on? We no, never no, had them. Doritos, wasn't it? We never had them. And they have little bits of sausage in. Oh, well. Little bits of pepperoni. Lost to the time. They are. Right, I'm opening the lid. Here we go. Just don't, a little bit. Don't put I it know. all the way back. I know. I won't pull back the pork open. <laughs> we can have a niff-niff. I'm going to have a niff-niff. Oh, oh, oh. What's the nose say? There's a lot going on there, mate. Yeah, well. Sniff that. It smells like what you expect. Ramen, noodles, uh, and... and... Ooh, that's not unpleasant though. It's not, but it's it's a weird mix there's of a very like, strong maple, that woody sweet. Um, but there's no. a little bit of meaty sausage in there. And there's a little bit of noodle. The, the ramen, the biscuit part comes to the front as well. I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued. I thought I was going to find that less pleasant. Look inside again. Does it have little bits in? Yeah, he's having a peek. Total bits. And it's just eggs. No, was there's like... eggs and there's bits of sausage. Okay, so the sauce then is what maple maple syrup kind of thing. Maple syrup. Pancakes, sausage, and egg. It just says ramen thing and flavoured sauce. Didn't say anything about bits. They always have bits. That's their thing. All right, bits are their like thing. Their, their, their seafood flavours have actual dehydrated shrimp. Okay. It's what makes them a cut above is the dehydration process that they go to. Well, I think we've talked enough. Let's it is go. time to uh, boil the kettle and get the fucking hot water onto this fucking noodle right way. Let's launch the noodle. Uh, oh. <laughs> Paul. Yeah, something came out with that one. Oh, Paul. Oh, dear. Oh, Paul. Oh, Eli's put his hand in his face now. <laughs> oh. Right, to the kettle. And we're back. The water has been poured. Yes, we have boiled the kettle, poured it to the fill line. We've got our little man. Yeah, your little uh, uh, lid protector man. Lid lid man. He's gold and he's got a nice bum. Yeah. And he holds the lid down. He holds the lid down. Which is very good of him. And he was a, a gachapon, I believe. Yeah. And doesn't he also double as a, a chopstick rest or chopstick something holder, as well? Yeah. yeah. He's a very good. I like him. Very convenient. Very lovely. And he's done his job. He's kept the lid down yep. on this uh, this pot noodle. And we're, all, we're just waiting for we're it to be... We're just waiting. We're going to give it a stir. We're on tender hooks now. We're... Right, oh no, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. It's so, been steeping for at least three minutes. Let me hand you a fork, Paul. I'm going to take the little hoof. Take the little fella off the lid. Did you stare it? No, I'm about to. Yeah, give it a stare, I think, now. Give it a good stare. What, what's the hoof? It's funny. It's like. Can I? May I? Yeah. Can I? Just have a quick. Before I you stare, stare it, I just oh. want to give it a snuff. 
was very mapley, but there's a sort of there's a savory. See, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't. There's what... a savory spiciness underneath the. Uh, yeah, that, isn't there? Well, it's got that familiar ramen noodle kind of base to yes. it, which kind of already mentally gives you f- those familiar flavors in your head that you're used to. Uh, it's cooked up a treat. Blodge a bit on the floor. There's a bit of egg gone on the floor. You've dropped a bit of egg on the floor. He's stirring it thoroughly. It's got bits of egg and I'm hoping bits of sausage. Well, that would make sense because otherwise, how are you going to add the sausage flavor to the uh, sauce if it's going to be mapley? In it goes. He's down. He scarfed it. He scarfed it down. I've tried to get a little bit of egg with this one. Oh, it's mm. gone off the top. Oh, here we go. That's weird. It's weird, but it's not unpleasant. It's definitely not unpleasant. Yeah. I can here hand it back over. I'm going to taste a little bit of the broth. Did you get a bit of egg? Yes, and it's definitely egg. It's very much a sort of maple on the front, and then a sort of spiciness. I'm not getting any of the other flavours in there. I'm I, not I'm a not pancake. Getting, I'm I mean, not getting sausage. No, well, no, because what they say with pancake is really the maple syrup. It's quite nice. Can I have a little the broth. Sauce? Let me just see if I can get a bit of sausage, and I'll hand it back to you. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, there are fragments of sausage in here, definitely. Speak into the mic. There are fragments of sausage here, definitely. Man, it's hard to locate one. The egg didn't taste horrible. No, the egg's fine. They uh, That's been in other... They do that in other So that's flavors. a staple. Yeah. Okay. So they know what they're doing with egg. They do They do dehydrated food products very well. I mean, that's it's, their it's whole... It's frustrating because I was worried that we were going to say this was horrible dog shit, but it's not. No. It's, it's very much a gimmick, and I can see why it's limited edition because I don't think this is a staying power... No brand thing here i've look i've got a bit of sausage there something yeah that's sausage that's good oh that tastes like sausage that is good it's funny it's like but- a, an american breakfast like a sausage patty you know like one of those it's it's more like the maple is like hot bigger on the nose than it is on the flavor profile mm. so when you actually eat it it doesn't seem overwhelming and overly sweet it's got a sweet kind of buttery up front moment yes and then it's got the kind of savory back door which was why <laughs> the pork open <laughs> which is wise of them isn't it because you that sweet would hurt it if they actually had that sweetness and not just that sort of smoky odor, it would it would clash too much with the with the with the savory elements. Maybe we're just shilling for Nissan these it's days. It's pretty good, isn't it? I could finish that quite happily, and it would make a quite nice breakfast mm. noodle, which is something you don't hear a lot of, do you? Really, pretty good. How funny that that's all right. Yeah, I'm not going to rave about it and say it's the most amazing thing, but. I- Considering the concept was brazenly kind of odd, mm. I'm surprised it's as nice as it is. It's, and how you can finish that. That's Moorish almost. It is nice. It is a nice noodle. They've done it again. Mate, what would you give it out of 10? I'd go for a, a seven. Seven I would, and I would, a half. Yeah, I would say probably seven. I would say for a gimmick, it's surprisingly yeah. kind of respectful. I mean, it's nicer than a lot of those... Pot noodle flavours, isn't it? I mean, but this is what the problem is, isn't it? It's like with pot noodle, it's like here's the flavour, but you got, you got to wade through all this stodge to get to it. And what makes that work is it's not stodgy; it's quite light. It's like the light broth yeah. rather than the the corn floury fl- yeah. gloop. If uh, that was gloop, that would be fucking yes, disgusting. It would. You're right. Absolutely right. The the texture hurts that hurts those pot noodles. And the choice of noodle as well is quite ribbony and thin, isn't it? It's, it's quite. Nice. It's a nice noodle. It's I mean, not angel, but you know, it's it's thin. That's their whole game, man. But it has that thing that so many, um, you know, food and drink products from Japan have. It's it's um, an attention to detail and an exactness. Yeah, like there's they've got those flavors exactly right. You know, they haven't they haven't fudged them. The alchemy works, yeah. even though it really probably shouldn't. No, and if anyone is curious and they can get their hands on it, I we recommend it. Definitely it's worth giving tasty. it a go. It, it's definitely an experience uh, in the noodle, the realm of noodles. Sweet up front, kind of meaty at the end. It's yeah. not too heavy, a light broth. It, it's and not the dehydrated elements, the dehydrated sausage and egg, lovely. Yeah. 
at the, when you get a, like a nice little bit of egg on the thing with a bit of broth, it's it's like mm, yeah, this is cozy food. Yeah, it's quite good. Cozy, quite good. If there's a British version of this with, say, just for example, a HP sauce element or a ketchup element, and it was egg, sausage, bacon. I don't know, bacon. What would be it? Beans, mushroom, baked beans, mushroom. Yeah, mushroom. Mushroom would work. A full English. Would a full English work? Nissen, here's your cha- here's please, our challenge, Please, please do it, Nissen. Nissen, here's a challenge. Can you do a f- English, full English breakfast cup noodle? Well, they wouldn't have to use a sweet, like the maple syrup element, would they? No. And perhaps that's the secret to this, because it, it's sort of a... Um, balance of textures It's balancing. And that's exactly right. And perhaps it would be, just be too salty if they went for an English. The other thing I wanted to ask you... Have Pot Noodle never done a limited edition English breakfast? I don't it, it know. It feels like something they should have done, doesn't it? I can imagine they've done, like, not Pot Noodle, but I can imagine in this country you've done, like, full English crisp flavours or something. They definitely have done a crisp. But I don't know if Pot Noodle have ever done a full English breakfast. You know what? Let me just have a quick look. Yeah, let's have a little look. Let's have a little look. Since we are in a generation that is allowed to check its facts online. Here we go. So the answer is no. Okay. But some guy called The Bald Builder on YouTube has done a... Bad boy breakfast Bombay thing where he's basically poured baked beans into a Bombay bad boy well, and then stuck a sausage on the top. Yeah, I mean, you know, why I mean, not? That would work. Now, I would like, I they, have never tasted. Addendum, okay. they have done a sausage casserole flavour. Ah, uh, that's right. That's as close as I can yeah, find. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, they should do, that. pot noodles should step up to the fucking task for once. If we turned around to pot noodle and said, do this, they'd do it and it would taste like dog dick. <laughs> It would just it would, be yeah. pot noodle dog dick flavour. I'd never forgive them for that Christmas one. Ugh. That would be fine if it didn't have such a chemically Horrible. aftertaste. Because up front, that sage and onion turkey thing is quite nice. But then it just starts to get that overwhelming chemical. And that's yeah. something, that, again, we're not comparing. There. That's not in the Nissan at all. No. It's a lovely... There's no aftertaste, you know what I mean? The flavours are just purely what they are, you know? It doesn't linger and leave yeah. a kind of yeah. globble blobble no. in your mouth. No. no. Well... What a surprising outcome. I was kind of thinking we were going to rip on this for being overly sweet muck. No. But once again, Nissan have made fools of us all. Well, the, the one thing that was terrible they did was the fish-flavoured soda, which you didn't even drink. No, because I that couldn't, was terrible. To be fair. Yes, but it was terrible, man. But that, again, is a gimmick for a celebration. So it's fine. You can let that go. One little thing I want to mention. Someone posted on uh, online today yeah. on the social meds that the uh, uh, Nissan have brought out a little... Measuring glass with Are the pot no- branded pot noodle, uh, oh. cup noodle branded. Can't we get sponsored by Nissan? I would love Can't one this of those. fucking podcast have a bit of success <laughs> to allow us to be sponsored by something brand appropriate. Let like me see- Nissan. We'll be nice. Let me see if I can find we'll it. We'll hawk your shit. Did you not see it? We won't mention dog dicks or pork openings to do so either. We'll be genuine. Come on, Nissan. Come on, please. I can't find it now. It's the ephemeral nature of social media. Oh, yeah, you put ooh. Oh, did I put an ooh? There you go. Yeah. Look how cool that is. Little measuring, so you have exactly the right amount of water for your I kind of wish cup that, noodle. that was just a cup, a little glass cup to drink out of. It's a good thing, though, anyway, isn't it? Anyway, Nissan, look, we're desperate. <laughs> Get in touch with us if you want to sponsor us. I know you won't. I know you. It, we can't. You couldn't possibly be associated with this fucking shit. But bravo. But Can we just say well done on that? But we'll do anything you, you want. You're leading the way in, in novelty noodles. Well, what a stupendous end to this episode. It's only now time for us to wrap this cunt up and get out of here. Let's get out. Everything. Everything you need to get in touch with Cheap Show. Everything is on our website. Thecheapshow.co.uk. 
www.thelinkshow.co.uk. It's your one-stop shop for links to merch, videos, pages accompanying each episode, social media links, YouTube channel stuff, Patreon stuff as well. It's all there, thecheapshow.co.uk, and you can still get tickets for Digitize Alive that's happening later in the year where you can see Digitize Alive with all your favourite people, including us. We're going to be there. Get your tickets. Come on, get your tickets. We'll be giving away some of those leftover pot noodle tubs. Hey. Unless we decide to eat them beforehand because they're mean, really quite nice. There's a danger there, isn't there, Paul? There is a strong danger. But also, it looks like we're going to be selling Cheap Show magazines there. So if you want to help support a then, come along to the Digi Live, buy a magazine, we'll sign it. And I might even give away some board games as well because I've got loads. I need to do something, mate, because I can't afford storage much longer. I'll be flinging noodle decks out. You will. All over the place. Um, come along to DigiLive. Get your tickets on our website, thecheapshow.co.uk. And very quickly, Eli, sorry, patreon.com forward slash cheap show if you wish to support this podcast. And if you can, give what you can, but only if you can. Access to years and years of extra podcasts, videos, games, magazines, loads of stuff. And events tell me what the next issue is going to be about. Well, the, lo- the latest issue is eggs. Eggs. Eggs is, is eggs. And it's a great issue. But she's told me what the next issue is going to be a few months down the line. Very exciting stuff. Go on. Uh, patrons, thank you so much for your support. Oh, um, yeah. This week. Night busing. So, I mean, I'm editing this. I mean, we record on a Monday, goes on the Friday. Between now and when I release it, I hopefully get everything else done. But here's what patrons can expect for April. First of all... All tiers are getting this, but then after we do it anymore, it will go to a crap book $10 tier thing. Okay. But everyone will get access to this. It will be Night Bussin' Episode 1. Uh, it's the pleasant, N18. It's the N18. It's a rather pleasant affair, but you will get basically a bit of setup. And then I'm thinking of just an unedited run of that whole half an hour on the bus that we spend. Okay. Maybe, I trust you. Maybe I'll chop it up, but maybe I'll just leave the whole thing. I don't know. We'll see. But either way, expect Night Bussin' When me and Eli get on a night bus and see what happens. And then also, I've been filming behind the scenes for Digitizer Season 2 this past week. And so the top tier people this month, their visual episode will be the behind the scenes of Digitizer Season 2. Nothing that will spoil it, but enough to show you what was going on behind the scenes and some of the wacky antics we got up to. Uh, That's for the top tier folk. And that's it for patreon.com forward slash cheap show if you can. Everything else is thecheapshow.co.uk apart from Twitter, which is at the cheap show pod. I'm at Paul Gannon's show and Eli is... Eli Snoid, spelt E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. And what wicked, wicked funny thing can we end this episode with this month? You've ruined it now. Have I? Oh, I just wanted to say three words. Pork open now. Four words. Pork open now, Paul. no. I mean, I like that, but no. Pull, pull pork open. No, th- four words for me, and that's all I'm going to say. Paul. And then you're walking out the door. Yeah. All right, this is good. Are you ready? Yeah. Blue Raz the movie. You, you heard it here first. Well, no, you just said five more. Then. No, Blue Raz the and movie. And then you just said four more now. No, but that's just the blue. Well, then you said, yeah, but you I lied. get to decide which four words they are, and the four words that they are, Blue Raz the movie. Well, I'm going to end this episode with my own four words as well. Eli J. Silverman sucks. Was that four? Eli J. Does J count as a word? Of course it does. In that case, I'm going to say five. Doesn't Eli J. Silverman suck? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> hey, see you next week. Thanks, Tatty everybody. Bye, bye everyone. Bye.